0: Hello everybody. We're Kenneth and Gloria Copeland and this is the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Let's have a word of prayer together. Father, we thank you today. We just worship you and praise you. We thank you for the word. Oh, the word of the living God. We know the truth and it's made us free and we appreciate it so much. And we give you all of the glory. Lord Jesus. Oh, my, 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 my. We are so grateful to you today for the opportunity that you've given us to preach, teach and heal just like you when you were on the earth and we worship you for it. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, Gloria, here we are Here we are. You know, we, (laughs) now we, we were taping. At our prayer cabin there in Southwest Arkansas, you know we do these. We do five broadcasts a day, we do one week one day and one week the next. Oh, that next day, like you say out in West Texas, it come a frog strangler. <laughs> I'll tell you? It rained and it rained and it just rained us. Let's, out. let's don't repeat that. Okay? <laughs> so anyway. Now here we came home to our place here and this is our, our boat, dock, that boat dock down here at our house here in Fort Worth. And, uh, and it did it again. I mean, it just, if you can see the lake, it's just sloshing over the, the Was top it the early rain or the latter rain? We got the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so we're down here in our little, our little family pavilion down here and, uh, So anyway, we just wanted you to know what's going on and it's just wonderful. It's good when you know that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Now, let's go back to our golden text for these meetings, which we started there in in, uh, our place there in Arkansas which is First Peter chapter five, and Jesus, our caretaker. Now Gloria said something this morning, that, and I'll I'll and I'll, I'll show you in just a few minutes where this came from. You could call this like it never even happened.
1: That's
0: right. Pray and I noticed. For years, I'm talking about years. I kept asking of the Lord. I said, "Lord, you know I, I know your grace is unmerited favor and the favor of God that that Jerry Savelle has so powerfully preached on all these years. Glory to God. I learned a, a lot from Jerry about walking in that favor. Amen. But uh, there was just something nagging at me that. I need a, I need a, a working um, way to e- explain that grace. And, and after <laughs> all those years, one day he just answered me. Hmm. He said, it is my overwhelming desire to treat you like sin never even Praise
1: happened. Praise God! Isn't that Whoa, great? Isn't that good?
0: Yeah. And now yeah. you know the commercial with the green trucks and the green people, right. and they—you know—they come in and clean up after a flood or yeah. something like that. And, and I, I remember that just flashed across the TV screen yeah. one evening, and—and. And, uh, and, that, and their, their slogan's like it never even happened. I hollered, glory, look at there, that's grace. That's, that's grace, right, like that's it never right. even happened, oh, glory yeah. to that's God. Good. Like it never even happened. Now, God. well, let me get ahead get of myself Get excited here. now. Go ahead and get excited. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> First Peter 5, verse 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. Now, Gloria, most Christian people do not have the scriptural concept of what it means to humble yourself. Be clothed with humility. Well, I'm just a little nobody. No, that's, that, that, that's carnal minded. and Humility is not self-debasement. That's right. Now, here it is. He's going to tell us right here what, what humility is. Be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Here it is. Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Casting it all. Now then Mark chapter four, verse 19, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust or pressures of other things entering in choke the word and it becomes, the word becomes unfruitful. So the care, now care, let me tell you what it is anxiety, distress, uneasiness of mind caused by fear of danger or misfortune. Now, worry, which is anxiety, that worry is, is all this is fear based, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: fear dependent. You, it has to have fear to operate. To torment oneself with cares and anxieties. Jesus said, "Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid." Now I want to show you this, this right here. And pay, pay really careful attention to this.
1: I'm Susan, and this is Shay, and we work for Kenneth and Glory Copeland in Arkansas at their prayer cabins. In 2012, I had my first daughter. You know, you expect as soon as you have your baby, you expect to hear them crying, and that's when you know they're okay. And I just remember silence in the room. The nurses took her off and they said, your daughter has a very, very bad lung infection and um, we're doing everything we can do right now and we're gonna have to airlift your baby to a different hospital. So about six hours after having her, I was driving to another hospital. When I got there, she was in the NICU and for two days we couldn't touch her. I still didn't get to hold her the phone rang and, it, and then I answered it and it was a nurse. She said, yes, your baby has a bad infection, but we found something else. Your baby has a hole in her heart. It may require surgery, but there's always a chance that it could close on its own. So after the infection was taken care of, we left the hospital, brought her home, and they said, we want you to come back in X amount of time and we're gonna check again. I called my church family, and of course my family, our family, and I said, I have to call Brother Copeland and Miss Gloria and Terry and George Pearson, because I know they're going to pray for our baby. Well, when we came back, the Copelands were still here, instantly prayers. They just started praying, and they put their hands on her and prayed for healing. A year later, we go back to Children's Hospital, and they say, we have no sign of your anything wrong with your baby's heart. From this point forward, when you fill out any papers, she has no heart condition, never treat her like she does ever again, because it's like it never happened. In 2016, I had another baby girl. Her name is Breelin. The pregnancy was smooth as could be. Anything after birth was great, no problems. Um, And then we got surprised (laughs) in 2018 with a little boy. And because Paisley had the heart condition, both of my children after were tested. The cardiologist um, was doing the test and I could just see something come over his face and he just he just quit moving, he just sat there for a minute and I said, I, th- I looked at Carter, I said, he's fixing to say something that I don't wanna hear and, and he heard me and he said, yes ma'am, I am. He said, do you see this on the screen? You could see the two holes in his heart and the, and the blood going back and forth and the holes look so big. And he said, uh, I want you to come back in three months. So he said, before you leave, I want to have an anatomy scan done on him also. So we go to a a different doctor down the hall, and she's doing the anatomy scan, and even she looks at the heart and says, I can see the two holes in your baby's heart. And I said, yes, the cardiologist just told us. And she said, okay, well, I'm going to keep going with my scan. And she said, there's a cyst on your baby's brain. And uh, she said, with the holes in the heart and the cyst on the brain, those are major markers for a certain type of autism. And she said, I too need you to come back in three months. So it just so happened that the Copelands were here again, filming in Arkansas. And Mr. Copeland said, well, how's the pregnancy? How's how's your baby? And I just started crying and he knew. And I said, there's a lot wrong this time. And he started praying. Him and Gloria laid hands on my stomach. And when they started praying, I got chill bumps everywhere. I was cold all of a sudden, and the nights before that, between the appointment and meeting and praying with Gloria and Kenneth, I couldn't sleep at night, I was anxious, and after that day, God gave me a calm, just a peace, and I said my prayers at night, and I went to sleep, and that was it, until I went back three months later, and the cardiologist says, I don't see any holes in your baby's heart, both of them are closed. And I told Carter, I said, now we just have to check on the brain now. So we go down the hall to the doctor and he he says, everything looks great. And I said, well, we were here because there was a cyst on my baby's brain. And he said, it's not there. He he said, I wasn't even going to mention it because there's nothing there. And it just showed that to me, the God you read about, the miracles he did thousands of years ago is still the same God that can still do the same miracles now and today. Now
0: Gloria Shay had ever, I mean, she could have just worried, gone to sleep at night, just worried, sick. My, my oh, oh, oh God. Oh God, don't let my baby die. Oh God, don't let my baby die. Oh God, don't let my baby die. Oh, oh, oh. And I understand that. Yeah. I understand it from people who don't know how to cast that care. And Shay said, "I just God just gave me peace."
1: Yeah.
0: Brother and sister Copeland prayed. Well, glory to God. I mean, they prayed. What yeah. hell you know? So she took it. She took it, and she just didn't. She just didn't care. She just wrote all the care of it over on Jesus. Now I was ministering this few weeks ago to another um, young woman. And and having trouble in uh, and, and, and different areas. One of them was financial. One of them was her teenage son. And, and, and there was things really, really bothering her. And she, she's a member of KCM staff. And it was really bothering her. And I had never, I'd never seen it like this. It was just, it was such a revelation to me and to her. I called her by her name, and I, I, I said, "What if Jesus is standing right here?" Mm-hmm. And you said, uh, "I got this. I, 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 I have this problem with my, with my son Peter. What? what? And, and I got. Uh, and, and I said, what, what if? What if Jesus standing right there?'" And he said, "Okay." And you could see him. And he you, and you, you just said, okay, fix it. He said, okay. You wouldn't give that another thought. Yeah. You could see Jesus and he's standing right there. And you said, Jesus, I, I'm, I can't fix this. This is really bothering me. Here, you fix it. and he, And he said, okay. I'll take it. And then just disappeared? Yeah. You'd say, whoa, ha, ha, ha Glory to God is done. Let me tell you something, sweetheart. This is even more powerful than seeing him in the flesh. You remember what he told Thomas? He said, Thomas said, I'm not gonna believe anything unless I can feel it and see it. And put my hand in the, the finger in the holes in his hands and in his side. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, Thomas, quit being faithless. This book, this Bible is just as much a manifestation of God in the earth as the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. This is God manifested in his covenant.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Whoa. May glory to God. Adam, Preach me happy. Thank you, Jesus. And it ain't even lunch yet. Well, there's plenty of room out here. Just go <laughs> ahead. Just go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. Can you see where where we're going with this? Cast the care over on him. I remember when uh John was just a just a little boy. And uh he, he had uh, I, I, we never did. I, I, I never did have any kind of diagnosis of it. And, and, um, in fact, the doctor never looked at him, but his, his skin, he was about four, maybe five. And we were in a meeting back in those days. Our meetings were, were two, three weeks long. And this was a three week long meeting. And so he, uh, his skin just from his, uh, little waist up just was just red and felt kind of like crepe paper and just sunlight. Would, oh, it would just hurt him. And uh, so I put him to bed. Gloria and I laid hands on him and prayed for him, prayed over him and uh, went to bed. I woke up. And I got up and went in there and checked on him. And I, and I, and I prayed and, and uh, thanked God for his healing. And I got up the next morning and he wasn't a bit better. And uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me. And I, I went back to bed and I, I woke up a couple of times during the night and so forth thinking about him. And, and I was worried about him. I didn't know what it was. I was worried about it. But we prayed. So the next morning, I got up from morning service. It is, and, 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 no, no, let me back up just a second. I'm, I'm missing the, the point. So that next, that next night, I, uh, when I went to bed, I said, Lord, what, what's wrong here? I've missed it someplace. You can't miss it. Uh, and, I, and we prayed, we believed God. Uh, what, how, how am I missing this here? He said, uh, doubt. Hmm. Whoa. He said, you haven't rolled the care of that over on me. And he said, doubt and worry is the thief of God's greater blessings. And he said, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't cast that care over on me. Let me have it. So we did. And, 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 um, and went on to bed and, and, um, and I woke up about the same time I did the night before. And my feet were already out of the bed and on the floor. And the Lord reminded me of that. I said, thank you, Jesus. That care is rolled over on you. I'm not going in there and check on John. And I heard this. Well, he's kicked his cover off. You better go in there and check on him. That's nothing but the lies of the devil. I said, well, glory to God. If he's kicked his cover off, angel, you can just put it back. And just rolled over and went back to sleep. But now before I could get to sleep, I heard the devil say this. Now, aren't you some kind of a parent? You just don't care enough to even go in there and check on your own son. That's irresponsible. I said, no, devil, no, devil. Irresponsible is to doubt his word. And I have cast the whole of my care of John Copeland over on Jesus and just went on back to sleep. Well, I got up from my morning service that morning and went on to the, to the venue. And after the service, and of course, you know, I had taught there for over an hour. And, and I, was, I was talking to some people there after the service. And I felt a tug on my coattail. It was John. He said, Daddy, I said, John, I'm, I'm, just, just a minute. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to somebody. And, and I started talking. He said, Daddy. I said, John, just a minute, son. He said, Daddy, look at me. I'm healed. Praise God. The proof of the pudding, <laughs> pudding for all of you that don't understand City, Texas. <laughs> the proof of the pudding is in the eating of it. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. I learned right then. The most irresponsible thing anybody could do is to get into pride thinking you could do better by worrying about it. It's not true. The best thing you can possibly do is roll that whole care Mm -hmm. over on Jesus, your care I got something good about that the other day. A statement. Excuse me. Fear and worry are the opposite of faith. You can't be in both at the same time. That's so true. It is. and That's the easy way to recognize unbelief. Unbelief. Fear is the opposite of faith. Fear and worry are unbelief, you could say. Fear and worry are the opposite of faith. You can't be in both at the same time. You can't be in fear and worry and be in faith. No, they don't work. Well, no, don't, mm-mm, there's no way. Faith, so what do you do? You rebuke fear or whatever and get on your faith and stay. Yeah, and, and the, words don't have, the word. Don't vacillate. Let's go to 1 John. Okay. Let's go to 1 John. And uh, that's explained in the fourth chapter of 1 John. Just It's so plain. Verse 18 of the fourth chapter of of, of 1 John, there is no fear in love, but perfect love. Now that's talking about love that's growing and developing or, or maturing. And that's what we're talking about here today. Perfected love. Casteth out fear because fear hath torment. Now, what did we say over there? Worry is to torment oneself with cares and anxieties. All right, now listen, listen to this. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Well, I sometimes just feel like God don't love me. Well, you're just as wrong as hell. Did you hear what I said? I heard it. <laughs> that's hell that brought that subject to you. That is hell itself that told you that. And you don't need to be falling for that no, that's... trap. You know better than that. Don't ever say, don't ever challenge God because he doesn't care. I just got the reading to you. That's pride. Cast the care over on him for he cares for yes, amen. you. Jesus is our caretaker. And we're out of time. Hallelujah. Gloria and I'll be back in just a moment.
1: We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.